Hello? You play to win the game. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. To LeBron James! That was insane! Officially insane, LeBron James! What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another edition of Claws to the Wall here on KTSW. I'm your man, Kobe Jackson, and here with me is Justin Brown once again. And then we got Paxton Graff back again again. And then joining us for the first time is Colton Gibson. So, Colton, welcome. Welcome to What's your up? first podcast. Uh, we got a good lineup for you today. We're going to be talking about the San, Mar- uh, San Marcos High School football Rattlers, and then we're going to talk about Texas State Volleyball, Texas State Soccer, who are currently on very hot streak right now, and then we're going to get into a little bit of national news. Obviously, fantasy is going on right now, so we're going to dig into that a little later, and our projections for the college football season. But first off, I want to start off with the San Marcos High School football team the San Marcos Rattlers they played against the Huddle Hippos this past weekend this past Friday final score was 46 to 21 and I know Paxton you were on the call with ours truly Kyle Owen as well and I just want to get y'all's inputs first on uh on the game and how do you think they played uh well uh first opinion is and I mentioned it in the game multiple times is penalties the penalties were unbelievable for the rattlers uh i mean you were on stats for that night and i believe you said there was 15 15 altogether 15 altogether penalties which you know all of them were pretty much 10 to 15 yarders so that's at least 150 yards right there just off of penalties uh so you know penalties is a number is the number one issue i think that they need to talk about going into this week's game uh, and then another deal is, you know, I, I noticed they are, and this was like last year, they're a very rush first offense, mm-hmm. r- run heavy offense, run heavy offense, which I mean, uh, rightfully so they've got an amazing physical, uh, running quarterback in Isaiah De Leon, and they've got an amazing running back. Like I said, I compared him to, um, uh, Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley. uh, mm-hmm. Jaden Brown, uh, they're very thin fantastic runners but there's only so much you can do with the run game you got to have a pass game and that was practically non-existent mm-hmm. this past game against huddle so going into this next week against madison uh you really need to focus on more of a pass first offense, or not a pass first but pass heavy as well offense i 100 percent agree especially when you're giving up 15 penalties mm-hmm. with 10 yards each you're giving up the entire football field basically and i think if you have a good passing game, you can make up for a lot of those yards that you lose. Mm-hmm. Okay, because like we saw I, multiple times, I was producing this game. Uh, I got the you know the pleasure of hearing Paxton for a few hours. Thank you. And yes, it was beautiful. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, watching this football game, I, I was just hearing these multiple penalties, just over and over again. I'm like, guys, you guys are third and twenty eight now. I'm like, and if you're if you're not passing it, you're running it, and their chances of getting there are even lower if you can't even pass the ball. So, yes, definitely uh, more need for a, 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 a 
a better passing offense, mm -hmm. especially next week. And the penalties, that's something that you can easily fix, I feel oh, like. Yeah. I feel like that's just the first night, first Friday night lights, you know, jitters. You're, jitters, you're not, yeah. You're not acting right, and, you know, you're, you're just excited for the season. You know, tension's high. So, obviously, penalties come that way. But, you know, that's just a rocky start, and hopefully they can level it out. Um, yeah, we were talking about um, the Hutto game. I think beyond the offense, something they really need to look to improve upon is their defense, too. They gave up 46 points to Hutto, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. Madison's um, offense really isn't as powerful as Hutto. But, you know, you, you need to clean up both sides of the ball. It The defense seemed to really struggle. I didn't personally watch the game, but um, the defensive struggles are really going to come back to bite them, too, I think, if they don't improve that side of the ball too yeah so um one thing i will note is that in the first half there was nine penalties just the first half alone and like paxton like you said earlier mostly 10 yard or 15 yard penalties because mm -hmm. the, the game was a little bit cheapy you know chippy kind of towards you know during the game and then a little bit at the end yeah because you know frustrations build up and then everybody's just down with their head down and everything that's but like justin said you know first game jitters you know it happens you know, let's just hope they can learn from this game and hope they can rebuild. But like they said, our the next game for the San Marcos High School Rattlers is against the Madison Mavericks. It will be here on San Mar uh, here in San Marcos. I will be on the call with truly with Paxton as well. And guys, I just want to get your input on what do you think uh, the Rattlers need to do to get their first win? Uh, well, definitely, like Justin was saying earlier, or and I both, um, you know, rely on your pass game as well. You've got a wonderful option in KG Webb. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he he recently switched to a receiver this past offseason. you got a wonderful option in Tony Diaz, who, added, like I said in the past game, added a few inches over the offseason. So he's a lot taller now. You know, you've got the receivers. Just give them an opportunity. And, you know, this game, they didn't really have the opportunity. Hutto, Hutto's a very physical defense. Mm -hmm. They're very tall defense especially in the db category so you know it's obvious they didn't really have that option madison's a little different i'm not saying they're they're a worse team i'm just saying they're not as big as huddle was so you have a chance to really focus on your passing option uh this coming friday yeah just like i said earlier i feel like uh you know the passing offense is definitely gonna have to um you know, have to come play. Uh, you know, we we've seen some great players like Tony Diaz, like we mentioned, and uh, you know Isaiah Deleon. He's you know he's trying his best with what he has, and mm -hmm. you know that's the first game of the season. So there's really, I, I feel like with the first game. You can really not judge anything by first game. Like first oh, game, yeah, you know, there's course. some teams that you know had a bad first game and then they won the national championship. You know what I mean? So who knows what this first game will tell about this offense? But I'm excited to see some more passing. If anything, I can tell you, I want to see some more passing. I didn't hear a lot yeah. of that on the call at <laughs> no. all. I heard a lot of running, not a lot of passing. So if they got that down, I think the Madison Mavericks. I mean, they're not as explosive as the Hippos were. And you talked about now. Uh, you know, I heard. It wasn't you, it was Kyle on the call. Uh, mm -hmm. And he, he was talking about ranked teams in the District yes. 6A. And yeah. I think it was 73 and 74 were the Rattlers and Huddos. So they're yeah. really close. So uh, I was really surprised to see such an explosive onslaught of uh, you know offense by Huddo. But, right. you know, um, yeah, just play some better defense and uh, keep passing that ball. And I think we got a Mavericks dub. I mean, a dub against the Mavericks. Yeah. Yeah, I think to really mentally prepare for the Mavericks, they just need to kind of move past what happened last week. Obviously, wasn't the uh, the outcome they wanted. Uh, but if they are able to, you know, kind of balance out the offense, I think that puts uh, Madison's defense on their toes a little bit more, and they don't really have the running game to expect. They're going to have to um, really adapt to that, and I think 
that would lead the Rattlers to a lot more success. Yeah. Yeah, so that is your San Marcos Rattlers uh, football update. Like like we said before, they will play the Madison Mavericks this Friday at 7.30. You can listen to it on KTSW 899. I will be on the call with Paxton as well. So tune in and come support your Rattlers. But now we are going to transition into Texas State sports news. During this past weekend, we're going to start with the volleyball team as they went 3-0 and in their UIW tournament that they had in San Antonio. They Their first game was against the Houston Baptist Huskies. They won three out of one, uh, three to one sets. The first set, the Bobcats won 25-19. Second set, they won 25 to 20. And then the third set is the one the one set that they gave up. It was 25 to 22 Huskies. And then the fourth and final set was 25 to 20. So I just kind of want to get y'all. Well, and then I'll and then for Incarnate Word, the 12 o'clock matchup, they was a clean sweep, 3-0, all three sets. First set was 25 to 21. Second set was the big stunner, 25 to 11. And then the third was 25 to 19. So guys, I just got to I just got to know, man, could we possibly possibly seeing probably one of the hot starts for volleyball this year? Yeah, I definitely think so. And going back to our last podcast, I was talking about how this year I feel like is a revenge tour for them mm. with the whole conference championship um and going back to the NCAA tournament, back to their old ways. But I mean, this this team is looking really good so far. This season now, granted they've only really played three actual games, yeah. uh, but those three games it was a nine to one mm-hmm. sweep. So <laughs> there's a pretty dominant uh, little tournament that they had this past season in or this past weekend mm-hmm. in San Antonio. So you know, very excited to see this uh, volleyball team show out this year. Uh, like I said, I I expect them. I expect this team to be hungry going into uh, the final week of the season uh, with that conference championship. so Yeah, 100%. I mean, here's the thing about this volleyball team. Uh, we talked with Sean Hewitt last week. We interviewed him. He he knows that this team is going to win, and we know that Texas State volleyball wins. Okay, 29-3 mm-hmm. and three in conference play uh, in Sean Hewitt's entire career here at Texas State. So we know this team can win. Uh, you know, they had a four-peat a while ago uh, back in the day, if you remember. They didn't get to get there, so this is a mm-hmm. revenge tour, like you're saying. Now... <laughs> I don't see a better place to start it. UIW, you know, a nearby town, they come in there and they hold a team to only 11 points in mm. a set. Are mm-hmm. you serious? That is insane. So this this Rattler, I mean, this, why did I say Rattler? Apologies. This Bobcat <laughs> team, I mean, they're, they're coming out hot. And uh, I'm, I'm really, really loving this start. I'm so glad that uh, volleyball and soccer are both just having a great start, it seems like. But, um, yes, Colton, what did you see in that volleyball game? Yeah, you mentioned uh, we got to interview Sean Hewitt last week. Um, one thing he mentioned about the team was how deep they are. They they might be five or six deep at any any given position, and I think that really sets them up to be successful. You know, if somebody starts to struggle, then they have you know plenty of people that are able to fill right in and mm-hmm. and kind of give a little fire start to the team. Um, yeah, I, I'm really excited to see where they end up. Uh, this team is going to face quite a few um, stronger competitors mm-hmm. over the next coming weeks. So I think that'll be a good test to see how um, this season's really going to go. Yeah, no doubt. And then, uh, like you mentioned, you know, teams coming coming up. Uh, you know, this roster is just stacked. Already Jada Gardner already have 39 kills on the year. And then uh, Janelle Fitzgerald with 30. And then Kaitlyn, uh, I'm going to say 
Bootner, I don't know if I pronounced that right, with 19. And then Tessa Marshall was tick 16. So, so far, this team has been consistent. Been consistent, And honestly, we've been, I know we've been using that word a lot when it comes to, you know, Texas State teams, but honestly, it's 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 the truth. So, um, so that was uh, the volleyball. They have another tournament upcoming this weekend where they will face, they will be in Hawaii, little Ooh. vacation, little vacation there. But you still got to get the work done as yeah. they will play Hawaii, UCLA, UCLA ranked number 23 and then West Virginia on Sunday. So I got to ask, man, do you think that even though they're in a different state and they're on a state where it's more relaxed, I'm assuming the mindset now has to be, you know, we still win and we still got to handle our business. I'm assuming, right? Yeah, it definitely does. Uh, But man, I wish I was going to that game with (laughs) fly with them on that plane. But, uh, you know, definitely that's definitely got to be your mindset. And like you said, it is at Hawaii. Hawaii is a very relaxed state, rightfully so. But uh, you can't go in there relaxed. You got you got something to prove this season, mm-hmm. and I mean you you've got something to prove every season, but especially this season. And so you got to go in there and you got to compete just like you did this past uh, this past weekend in that uh, tournament. So just really continue that streak of that wonderful offense and, like you said, Justin, that wonderful defense. Yeah, hundred percent. And. What I would say about this volleyball team is that I, we mentioned this with Sean last week. We talked about this Hawaii tournament. I asked him. I seriously asked the question that many of y'all, many of y'all have been saying: Is it all work, or is there is there some play when you get to go, you know, on vacation to Hawaii? And surprisingly, you know, Sean wants his team to feel like a, like more than a team. He call, he says that he wants his players to just call him Sean. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what he wants to be. And I think he said, you know, he said word for word that he wanted this to just be, you know, as much as it is about work and getting stuff done, it's some people's only time ever going to Hawaii. Many people have never even been to Hawaii. So he wants mm-hmm. them to have fun. I never some, have. He wants yeah. them to have some team bonding and some fun as well when we're not, you know, in practice and working on the court. But, yes, this, this is a great opportunity for them to, you know, make a huge punch in the national scene. They're playing against UCLA, a 12th seed team uh you know um you know volleyball team in the nation so i mean this is just a great opportunity for the uh for the bobcats i think um you know going off of this you know tournament win against uiw some san antonio that's a huge transition from san antonio yes, to hawaii <laughs> yes it uh, is any train i would take that transition any day many of us would uh, including paxton apparently yes um, <laughs> if we need a hula girl they'll let you know uh, <laughs> but yeah no uh definitely excited to see what they can do against hawaii this weekend and i'm really excited to see what they can do against UCLA uh our, our Bobcats I don't know how long it's been since they've been in Hawaii so uh it's been a while for them so Sean and the girls will definitely enjoy this one 100 percent yeah yeah coach Hewitt described it as kind of a, a business trip so I think they're going to do a great job of finding the business and the trip part they're going to get to do lots of lots of fun things that um many people could be a once-in-a-lifetime experience but I think they're also looking forward to the challenge that these teams bring especially facing off their uh first ranked opponent of the season yeah so that is going to be the next tournament for the texas state volleyball team they will face hawaii friday at 7 p.m central time and then they will face uc number ranked number 23 ucla at 4 45 central time and then also on sunday so they'll have saturday off to rest up and then on Sunday, on September 4th, they will be playing the West uh, West Virginia at 2.45 p.m. Central Time. So, fellas, go out and, and roof for your Lady Bobcats as they take on for the Out Trigger Volleyball Challenge Tournament. And now we're going to transition into Texas State Soccer that also got some dubs this past weekend. Yes, they did. So they are now starting off 4-0 and as well. 
So another, you know, Texas State team starting off undefeated this past uh, this this coming year. And they played, so yesterday they played the Houston Baptist Huskies. They won, the final score was 2-1. to one. Cole Prevelio and Joey Gonzalez was on the call for that one. And guys, I mean, the when I look at these stats, it's it's unbelievable what I, what I saw. So total shots that H, that Houston Baptist took was 12. Tech State took 22 shots wow. the whole game. Houston Baptist had eight saves. Tech State only had three. Mm-hmm. But I'm honestly not surprised by this. But... To me, this difference thing was Houston Baptist had 15 fouls. Texas State had 11. So, I mean, I guess you could say it was an aggressive, I guess, aggressive game. But at the same time, um, there was uh, the way the goals were scored. It was one off a penalty kick and then I think another one off an assist. So, uh, yeah, I mean, another another great start, 4-0 and 0, because they implemented the tie, uh, the tie rule and stuff for this semester and this coming uh, college year. So, guys, I just got to know, uh, what are your thoughts on the soccer team? I mean, like you said, they've been phenomenal so far. Uh, I mean, they, uh, they've they really opened up the season off, uh, like, uh, I don't know what the saying is, but the all cylinders firing. There you mm-hmm. go. All cylinders firing. Uh, their offense has been phenomenal. They've scored eight total points in four games. Mm-hmm. And then their defense has been even better. They've only allowed two points in four games. So, you know, that's... They, like I said last week, they're a really good all-around team. And then on top of that, they're attracting fans. We've mm-hmm. got the newly acquired uh, Texas State Bobcat crew that's going out to all these games. And, I mean, I, this is they've got to be working somehow mm-hmm. uh, because they are getting this team motivated to go out every game and whoop their opponent's butt, essentially. So, <laughs> uh, you know, you like seeing it from the soccer team standpoint. You like seeing it from the fan standpoint, too. Mm-hmm. I got the privilege of being at that game yesterday, and I, I just got to say, I mean, Texas State soccer is good, and Steve <laughs> Holman knows what he's doing. I mean, this is this is one of their best starts since 2019, and and he has just got here, and, and there's a lot left more to go in this season. Oh, so no, of course. To see the impact he's making early on, it's it's already huge. And uh, just talking about this defense alone, I mean, to only allow two scores in this in the four games they have played, I mean, uh, that's some good defense, guys. Um, when you watch them, when you watch the opponent come anywhere close mm-hmm. to getting a, a goal, you <laughs> see the white jerseys just flock around that girl, and she cannot do it. And that's how it is. This defense <laughs> is really, really good. You got to see Maddie Goss out there. She's playing amazing. She scored yesterday. Zoe Jr. Um, also. Yeah, Zoe Jr. as well. She's doing great. But I do have to give a shout. Shout out to the Houston Baptist Huskies, Katie Marker, the girl yeah. who did make the goal yesterday. That was almost at half field. That was insane. Wow. Yes, it was. Never yes, seen it was. That far back of a goal in a soccer game and TV or in person because, you know, I'm not much of a soccer guy myself. So <laughs> um, I've never seen something that far back. It was just it's some skill in- indeed. But yeah, no, this Texas State soccer team, I mean, I'm so excited to see what they could do because look how they have started off. I mean, Steve Holman's making a huge impact already. And uh, I-, I just think they have so much depth too. They have a lot of youth on this team as yes, well. Yes, they do. So there's so many opportunities for them down the road. And like, you know, how, you know, Sean came here years ago. Look how much impact he made. He he stayed. Steve Holman, he's here now, and hopefully he can say to give these girls a great season over and over again. But, yeah, we'll just see how this season goes. I know it's early, guys. I know I'm just talking. We're only four <laughs> games in, but it's been a great four games. Yeah, I got the privilege of listening uh, on KTSW, the call of the game last night. And one thing I'll say is, even though the final score was 2-1, to one, it just seemed like the game was in the Bobcats' hand the entire time. It wasn't until late in the second half that I really felt like 
I started hearing any action from Houston Baptist. Uh, but one one thing I took away, you know, they started four zero, tied for the best best record in program or best start in program history. Steve Holman said that um, even though they're starting this way, that they're kind of still keeping everything in perspective and they're learning from each game, even with winning. And I think that that's got a lot of promise for the rest of the season. And I think the Steve Holman era is really going to be exciting with that attitude. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I couldn't agree with y'all 100%. You know, like, like we talked about last week, you know, sometimes new coaches could mean new things, depending if it goes positive, positive ways or negative ways. And so far it's been positive. So, uh, you know, like y'all said, you know, this soccer team is off to a hot start. They are 4-0-0 because of the whole new type, you know, the new tiebreaker thing that is implemented into uh, uh, the NCAA. So their next game is going to be this Thursday against Can- the Kansas City Roos, and as in kangaroos at the end because, you know, R-O-O-S. Yeah, Roos. Roos. So they'll be playing them here in San Marcos at 7 p.m. this Thursday on September 1st. So y'all go out and support your women's soccer team. But, guys, that wraps up San Marcos and Texas State sports. So now we're going to dig into a little bit of national sports. And, guys, it's that time of year Mm. where a group of people gather around and we have what's called our NFL – Fantasy draft and guys, we literally just had one just a couple. In fact, just yesterday, a uh, couple days ago, and guys, I gotta say this was one of the most interesting drafts that we have that that I at least I have done in only my four years of doing this. <laughs> and I so I hate to say this, but my draft class. <sighs> Go ahead and tell them. It's I'm projected to finish last <laughs> at the end of the season. But my lineup is I say my lineup is pretty good. You know, I have, you know, I guess we should go that. Let's just, hear it. Yeah, just let's just go down just the starters. Okay. Justin Herbert, mm, quarterback. Josh, <laughs> Joe Mixon, running back. Josh Jacobs, running back. Ooh. See, I wanted him, so you stole him from me. <laughs> Mike Evans, receiver. And then I drafted Chris Olave mm, from New Orleans. Bold. I know. Dawson Knox, tight end. <sighs> <laughs> George Pickens, my flex. The Steelers' defense is my starting defense. And then my kicker is the one and the goat of kickers, Justin Tucker. Okay, great Tucker. I mean, great so, Tucker. <laughs> Great that's my start. Here. Now that's my starting lineup. I kind of want to hear what y'all's great tuck is looking like for right now. I want to hear Paxton's. All right. Well, uh, you know, my team's name this year is if you ain't first, you're last. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going all in this year. But uh, so at the quarterback position, okay. I've got the goats of all goats who uh, has ever touched pigskin in their life, <laughs> and that is Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm hoping he's I, I was Brady. waiting for the troll name. <laughs> Evan McPherson. Exactly. But I got Tom Brady, and with the number one pick in this fantasy draft, Jonathan. I got Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> and everybody was like, you're going to get Jonathan Taylor. I was leaving everybody, you know, I was, I was going to surprise them. But yes, indeed, I got Jonathan Taylor, because I had him last year, and he single-handedly won me at least two games because I was down by probably 30 points, and he just decided to go off and <laughs> give me 40-something points. <laughs> so I am, I'm trusting in him in the, again this year. At uh, my another 
my other running back, I've got Corderell Patterson uh, for the Falcons, and I chose him because yeah, they don't really have a quarterback right now, so I'm going to guess they're going to rely on the run game a Mm -hmm. lot. So that's why I picked him. And my starting receiver, I've got Keenan Allen, who your quarterback's going to be throwing to him. Oh yes, (laughs) oh yes. And then at my second receiver, I've got Tyler Boyd with Joey Burrow. Joe Shiesty. Joe uh, at quarterback. And then at tight end, I've got quite possibly the best tight end, which is Mark Andrews. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, now quarterback might be a little different for him, but uh, (laughs) as far as uh, if he's consistent or not, but uh, you know. And then he's got a running back at quarterback, so, you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then at my flex, this is where it starts going a little downhill, but at flex, I've got Melvin Gordon. It's uh, not too bad. It's not too bad, not too but, bad. you know, I was uh, my draft picks were getting a little bad. But then, this is where I made up, I got the Buffalo Bills defense, who is quite st- possibly. You stole that from me, Oh, I wanted that. Quite possibly the best defense in the league. They've got Vaughn Miller now. Yes, so, no question. Uh, and then, finally, I've got... He's ranked as the number one kicker right now for this upcoming season, and that is the Las Vegas Raiders kicker, Daniel Carlson. Really? So we'll see how he does. He's got a wonderful offense to back him up down the field this coming year, so we'll see if he uh, if he capitalizes on those field goals and PATs. So where were you projected to finish? So projected, ooh, that is a good question. Uh, I've, I'm still surprised I was projected to finish last. That's, I'm surprised that's where I'm projected, but I think it's because, like I said, I got Melvin Gordon right now and stuff like that, but I am projected to finish sixth. Okay. So, eh. <laughs> but, you know, my name is If You Ain't First, You're Last, so that's a disappointment for me. <laughs> Justin? So, as you know, my name is Justin, and the team <laughs> name is Justin Jaguars, okay? Now, let me tell you about the players on Justin's Jaguars, okay? <laughs> so, if you thought Kobe, you know, Kobe's finishing 14th, I'm finishing 12th. So Okay, I don't you know, feel I'm, so bad. See, we're, <laughs> we're in a similar boat. Uh, let me tell you the starting lineup. Uh, you know, we I heard Joe Shiesty earlier. Well, guess what? Joe Shiesty is the starting quarterback here. Yes, okay, that, that Cincinnati legend is going to go all the way to the, the Super Bowl again this year, obviously. Um, Leonard mm. Fournette, that's that's a huge call. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not backing that up at all. But my running back, um, it is going to be Leonard Fournette. Okay. Um, he plays okay. for Tampa Bay. You know, he gained like 60 pounds over the offseason. Yes, he did. So. Yeah. 60 pounds of muscle, I'm hoping. Uh, <laughs> Devin Singletary for the Buffalo Bills. I right mean, there. come on. Come on. Not bad. That's Not a bad. good running back. Uh, you know, Jamar Chase, he plays with Joe Shiesty. I wanted, I wanted that pick. You got to get, if you have Joe Shiesty. I wanted that pick so bad. If you have Joe Shiesty, you have to have Jamar Chase with them. They're just like two peas in a pod. Um, uh, one player from the Cleveland Browns oh, that I picked no. up. Don't uh, say it. Name Amari Cooper. <sighs> Still disappointed about that. We won't talk about it. <laughs> Martin Cooper, yes. Yeah, my, my wide receiver, yes. And then I have Zach Ertz as my tight end. Not as good as... Uh, that's, a, that's a that's a good one. It's a good one three years ago. <laughs> so <laughs> so Travis Kelsey, obviously. <laughs> um, and then my flex, I got Tyler Lockett. Ooh. Okay. Who, okay. Who's throwing to him? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Russell Gino Smith. Gone. <laughs> Gino Smith named the starter. Yes, sir. Uh, one of the best defenses, obviously. Uh, totally. Uh, Dolphins defense. <laughs> <laughs> 
mean, it's not a bad defense. It's not a bad defense, no. Guys, if you don't know about this kicker, guys. Evan McPherson, no, yes. No, I didn't get Evan McPherson. <laughs> I wanted Evan McPherson. He was very salty about that. Another member named Presley Davis took that from me. But, um, Greg Joseph. Who? Uh, okay. He plays for the Vikings. Vikings. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think I had him last year. Uh, he wasn't very bad. So, yeah, so yeah. expect the Justin Jaguars to be at the top of the seating, obviously. Um, <laughs> the projections are completely wrong, by the way, Kobe. Me and you are going to be first and second. <laughs> speaking, we'll see. Of, speaking of second, that's where my projection was. Oh. oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so we only, got two, only behind six, uh, 12, Jacob Aromi. Okay. Which I think it's rigged. He kind of he, he, he planned this. He definitely league, rigged. So. It. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he um, got McCaffrey at seven. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Anyways, um, so my quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Uh, my running back yeah. core is Aaron Jones of the Packers That's and Kareem one. Hunt of the Cleveland Browns. That's actually not bad. That's it's not, not bad. It's not. That's bad. not bad. I can I can live with that. I can live with that. Go ahead. Uh, my Keep wide on. receivers are uh, Jay Jettas, Justin Jefferson, and oh, okay. Brandon Cooks, good. who is probably the best wide receiver on the uh, poverty of the Houston Texans. Probably the best player for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all say something about my Texans? Uh, <laughs> we got TJ Hawkinson as my tight end. Okay. Uh, uh, Flex is almost playoff hero Gabriel Davis of the Buffalo Bills. Oh, okay. I liked it. I, I like it. I got the Cincinnati Bengals defense. Okay. That's and my kicker is Rams kicker Matt Gay. Yes. All right. I uh, I also had him last year. I kept yeah. I kept picking up kickers, and he was good too. Uh, any any biggest losses for y'all? Any one player that really just you know that's it's not selling well that that other person got him? The fact that Michael Thomas was off the board killed me. Okay. Because I actually now that I thought about that, I was like, man, Michael Thomas might probably have a breakout yeah. year. From him being hurt, like I feel like he's, he's the receiver, kissed Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I feel he like is. he's phenomenal, but he's injury. prone. He's injury prone. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know that was our fantasy, uh, fantasy draft that we had this past weekend, and it was a fun time. We got to hang out, eat some pizza. It was a good time, but also very rageful because we, <laughs> very very rageful because we, we had took Evan McPherson. <laughs> <laughs> Make or break uh, the man. team. But before we go, we're gonna touch on some college football, and gentlemen, it is that time of the year. College football is back. And I know there are two games in particular, besides the Texas State Bobcats, obviously, mm. that I am highly interested in seeing. And that is the Oregon Ducks versus the Georgia Bulldogs. And then the one I think all four of us are highly, highly interested in seeing. It is the Saturday night game between the Notre Dame Fighting Irish and the Ohio State Buckeyes and guys. I just got to get y'all's input. What do y'all think, man? We got two primetime games going on. Like, where, what do you think is going to happen? Well, I, uh, I'm obviously excited for college football season. I just, I'm getting flashbacks from previous years. But uh, <laughs> just goosebumps are filling me right now. But anyway, I, um, going off of that first one, the, the Georgia-Oregon game, I think it will be a good one, but I ultimately have Georgia coming out of it, and that's because, like we were talking about earlier, Oregon does no, no longer has Mario Cristobal, mm -hmm. so they are under a completely different system. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, it could be like Texas State. It works for them, yeah. but I don't know. Georgia, previous national champions, I don't know if they're going to have it week one. 
that is the Ducks. So I'm going to take the Bulldogs for that. And then the next one, which is going to be a phenomenal one, Ohio I State will. Yes, and Notre Dame. But I feel like Ohio State's going to get going to get that one. I mean, they've okay. got C.J. Stroud. Stroud. They've mm-hmm. got phenomenal receiving core every year. Like they every year, one. exactly. I mean, they've got a they got a good offensive line returning for that matter. They had a young one last year, so I feel like now that they have a year of experience underneath their belt, they're going to be really good. So. And Notre Dame, Notre Dame is one of those teams. I like them, but I I just think they're 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 kind of the <laughs> Kyle's going to be mad at me. They're kind of the A and M. They are just <laughs> overrated every single year, and they finally you know they. I mean, last year, look, they 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 were fifth, and like everybody was like, oh, they should have made the playoffs. They lost to Oklahoma State in the Fiesta Bowl. <laughs> like, come on, like give the Big Twelve some props. There. Which was a good like, game, though. Oh, it was phenomenal. I watched that game. But I mean, come on, like Notre Dame. I love I love their fans. I love the team, but I feel like they're just every year overrated. So I got Ohio State, the Buckeyes. You ready to hear it? Yeah, let's the hear. Complete it. opposite. <laughs> what you said. Um, we'll I'm, take. We'll take. <laughs> I'm going for for Oregon here. Okay. Okay. The Ducks. I like the Ducks. Quack quack. Uh, I don't see why anyone <laughs> wouldn't like the Ducks. Okay. Um, you know, Oregon and, and Georgia. I mean, Georgia. Obviously, they've they've had some amazing seasons recently. Uh, you know, we the the championship and everything uh, them going and everything like that. Uh, you know, this Georgia team has has shown that they're a dominant college football force, one of the most dominant college football forces. And Kirby I'm going to go for the I'm going to go for the team here that's not as uh, rooted for. I'm going to go for the Ducks here. Okay. Um, I'm a duck. I, I'm an underdog type of guy. Same thing like with Notre it. Dame here obviously a&m overrated football i know about that here in texas <laughs> i don't know too much about notre dame because you know I, i'm from down here in the south so obviously i'm gonna go for notre dame in this in this situation because i think uh ohio state isn't gonna deliver wow oh, wow now okay. i will say real quick one Hold thing me accountable. Th- that will that i have going for notre dame it's a night game at Notre Dame. Yes, it is. Wow. So yes, it is. That is the one thing that I do have going for them. Those are some good fans. Yes, Colton? phenomenal fans. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go ahead and be the exact opposite of what Justin said. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I really go. think Georgia's going to kind of ride the championship high for a little bit before they, you know, really face any struggles. Um, and also, this game is the Chick Fil A kickoff game. Yes, it which is. is held in Atlanta. So yeah. I imagine there's going to be a lot of crazy. Georgia Bulldog fans there yeah. cheering on their uh, their nat- their national champion. Do they get free Chick Fil A? Yeah, honestly, <laughs> honestly. Um, free chicken nuggets. And then in the in the second <laughs> game, even though it's at Notre Dame, I think I'm going to pick Ohio State. Uh, I'm really excited this season to watch the duo of C.J. Stroud and uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. There, oh, they, oh yes, they really performed well in the uh, the Rose Bowl last mm-hmm. year. It was a great game. Um, yeah, so I think they're going to really they're both probably going to go for the draft this year. Uh, so they're they're going to be showing out every every week. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But before we get out of here, we have to I think this is a question that I think we should hear. For those of you who were watching this past Saturday's uh, college game day for college football, there is this one gentleman that is a current analyst who made his final four projections for the college football playoff. Former Heisman and, and winner. Former, yeah, former Heisman Trophy winner, Desmond Howard. And, guys, I kind of want to get your top four for the college football playoff tournament to, for the right to play for the national title. Uh, anyone want to go first? 
Uh, not it. <laughs> I go, I go first. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Cole. Here we go. Um, all right. So I got three pretty basic picks, and then uh, kind of a, a shocker one. I think Alabama will for sure be in there. Okay. Um, I think Ohio State will be in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Georgia will make it okay. back in there, and then my sleeper pick. I'm taking the USC Trojans. Oh, okay. Caleb Williams. Uh, I think Caleb Williams, uh, Lincoln wrong. Riley, a new mind out there in Southern California. I like I'm that. interested to see what they do. The uh, Pac-12 isn't very filled with talent, no. um, so and, I think they might yeah. they might shock some people this year. Okay. And, and the only talent they do have is now leaving. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go. All right, all right go ahead, here we Justin. go. So there's three teams that you always have to say when it comes to college football because they're always going to be there. Okay, and so you got Alabama, Georgia, and Oklahoma State. Thanks. Okay, cool. So I got those oh, out of Oklahoma State. Oh, Oklahoma State. Sorry, no, I meant to say Ohio State. Okay, so pokes. Okay, <laughs> not Oklahoma State at all. Okay, I was like, wait, whoa, whoa. No, no not no, we're not even. I didn't even mean to say that. Was worse. <laughs> Mike <Okay>. Gundy <laughs> is taking them. <laughs> all right, my fourth them. team that's going to make it this year. Uh, it's going to be Miami. Miami Hurricanes. Just wow. completely random. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Just because I said so. Are they random? <laughs> Real quick fun fact, they no longer have the turnover chain. That's the yes, they yeah, that that is true. They got, got rid, rid of, of that. Yes, they yes, they did. They're trying to build a new culture there down in South Beach, and I'm all for it. I was <laughs> never really for the turnover chain. I I liked it when it was like I liked the first hype. Yeah. The hype for it, yeah. But honestly, now it's just yeah. kind of it's a distraction. Like yeah. they'll do it when they're down by 40. I think like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was hype when the team had hype around it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. absolutely. Speaking of which, before I go into mine, did y'all see UNLVs? It's a it's a turnover slot machine. <laughs> they literally they turn the ball over. They go on the sideline, crank it down, and like it's just UNLV across the board. That's that awesome. is really creative. Happens in Vegas, That's very in Vegas. creative. Yeah. I like that. That is well, very creative. You know, I'm gonna go. I, I'm I'm gonna be kind of basic here as well. Bama, I, and this is no particular order, so I'm not saying Bama's okay. one or anything. But uh, Bama, Georgia, mm-hmm. Georgia's a little just because Bama and Georgia are in the same conference, so that's the only reason why. But the other two, that's where it's up in the air, but I honestly feel like Utah has a chance this year. Utah I know Utes. that is kind of a bold take, okay? but I honestly think, because, I mean, they held their ground with Ohio State oh, last yes, year. Oh, yes, they did. And yes, they pretty much have the same exact team. Mm-hmm. And so I think that they have a shot at beating Ohio State this year. Uh, or not Ohio State, sorry. <laughs> I think they have a shot at making the top four this year. Okay. Now that final... Final spot. I feel like you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna sound basic, but I honestly do think it's gonna be Ohio State because Michigan, Michigan got underneath their skin, and mm-hmm. I feel like they are ticked off this year, and they're gonna go. And it's not only Michigan; they're going against Michigan State. That they're they just hate the whole state of Michigan right now, and they <laughs> want to be every team that's in their way. Just get to that. So I I do think I think it's Bama, Georgia, Ohio State. And Utah. So a lot of red schools. All red schools. Yeah, all red schools. Very interesting. Very interesting. All right. So mine, it's going to be, it's pretty much going to be the same. Georgia, uh, Alabama. I'm also going to say Clemson goes back. Because for the longest time, Dabo Sweeney has not been back there in a couple years. And I'm not going to lie, I miss seeing him there. Because the dude is a very humble coach. And the dude can, he can coach like any player, like anyone. So I have Georgia, Alabama, Clemson goes back. And then my number four pick, I've been thinking about this for a long time. And the fact that, you know, what we, what I saw 
during the college football playoff. Uh, I have Baylor going back. Mm. I have Baylor being up there. So Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, and Baylor. Dave Arena, okay. Yeah. So Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, so this is going to be an interesting yeah. college football season. Yeah. But, guys, that was your edition of Claws to the Wall. I'm your man, Kobe Jackson. Here with me is Paxton Graff, right? Yes, okay, sir. Okay, cool. Got it right. <laughs> Justin Brown, Colton Gibson. I hope y'all have a great second week of school, and we will catch y'all next time and next week. Y'all have yourselves a wonderful, wonderful day. <laughs>